and movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Tilla Sokol, and joined by me always is Chris Stewart. In this Potential Pick, we are reviewing the 2021 animated or computer animated coming-of-age fantasy film Luca by Disney and Pixar Animation Studios. Uh, this film was released... Uh, directly onto Disney Plus, and this was a uh, film is directed by Enrico Casarosa, which is his first feature-length directorial debut, written by Jesse Andrews and Mike Jones. Um, very excited about this film. Uh, this film is set in the Italian Riviera, centering on Luca Paguro, uh, which is a, he's a sea monster boy with the ability to assume human form while on land, and explores this town of Porta Rosa with a new best friend that he's developed with Alberto. And they're kind of experiencing uh, a life-changing summer and kind of capturing the time, uh, kind of the unromantic time when we're all young young lads uh, as we, you know, with find big friendship. dreams. Yeah, find <laughs> friendship and, you know, just uh, exploring our youth. Um, I was very, uh, very excited to check this one out because I didn't, you know, this again was, you know, advertised a while back. And of course, the COVID, everything's come to kind of delayed but I was very excited about this one, not only because it's a Pixar film, but also is, you know, taking a stab and, and, and going into Italian culture, which I think Pixar has done very well. It's exploring different avenues of of culture and the world. And this was a this was a very interesting film. Well, right off the bat, you know, Chris, what were you thinking? What was your thoughts about this film? I love this film. I thought it was uh, very creative. It was very colorful. And it was very imaginative. You know, the trailer definitely got you hyped because um, there was, yes, looking at the, oh, okay, it's, a, you know, the Italian, it's that, you know, Italian town on the coast, uh, definitely of a time era that's not, you know, technology-based, and it just looks like a, a nice, peaceful village. And then this idea of this young kid who is a, he's a sea monster, and when he is outside of the water, he takes human form. So then the really creative premise that anytime he gets wet in any way, his part of that body that gets wet starts to go scale and go back to his sea monster form. And this being this kind of like, it's, it's, it's funny to think of a fish out of water story quite literally. Yeah, exactly. What I love it was like, I, I was getting these splash and 13th year vibes watching this yes. film. So I, I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool premise. And, um, what was very interesting though, I love the animation style because you know what it kind of reminded me of. And, and if correct me, if I'm we're going to say the same thing, we're going to say the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Wallace Ch and Gromit. Chicken Run. Oh. Well, I was getting, well, you know, oh, close. well, same company. Yeah, say, yeah, no, I was yeah. like, no, but yeah, exactly. I was getting the Wallace and Gromit, you know, Sean the Sheep, Chicken. Especially with the humans. Not so much Luca, but, um, you know, Alberto and uh, Julia. I, every time they would smile and stuff, I was like, it kind of reminds me of that animation style. That claymation. I was just like, this yeah. is kind of so But different. it's still computer animated, you know, which was very interesting. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was just like a, it's like a, a, a cute story in, in that it's like, you know, a young boy that he 
you know, very much in the same way as, you know, another uh, aquatic tale of like the little mermaid or Ariel wants to, you know, just wants to be part of the human world. He, he's just kind of fed up with his life. He's, he's essentially a, a, a sheep herder and i'm putting quotation marks around that because the sheep are fish which was a really funny bit <laughs> yeah, um, um, the, the fish the going sure. yeah. but like you know it's the typical kid who kind of has his life um stuck and he wants something better yeah, it's, and it's then planned out he, for him he has no no prospects and he's like and before he more. knows it he meets someone that is living life to the highest uh and you know starts to go on this adventure and, and that fine line of you're so used to the way life is but if you don't, you know, try something new and you don't go for it, you may not know what life could, you know, have for you. And so, you know, first off, we got to talk here about uh, Jacob Tremblay and Jack Dylan Grazer here. Can, our, can, can Tremblay do no wrong? I mean, this kid is this like, kid is killing can he it. Just, can he stay eternally youthful <laughs> and just keep doing movies for our childhood? But yeah. I know we're going to laugh when like we're, we're like going to be like 60 and he's finally turned uh 18 and um we'll be like oh wow there's that kid who you know he he's incredible as luca and it is really an endearing character because it's like he he wants these things that you know i think especially again as i I mentioned that this is not a film that takes place in a world with technology it's not it's not set in our time it's like he wants simple things like he's he wants to go to school he wants to learn he wants to uh you know, there's a, a whole plot line here of uh, the two boys, one of Vespa. They just want to, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, that's probably the only real technology thing I'd say. This is probably, I would say it's probably like 1940s, maybe. Or 50s. maybe 50s, 60s, but uh, somewhere it, in that but, time. But it's still set, it's still in the, you know, rural, you know, coastal Italian villages yes. where, again, the cars are pretty outdated and, and things like it's that. Not, but... It's not a town of wealth. It's a town of, you know, people, uh, enjoy their life they have and um you know they they go about their day and there's not a there's not a desire for fame and riches apart from our uh villain character who's not really much a villain he's more just a dweeb but um yeah yeah it's it's it was giving me he's giving me ratatouille vibes uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, this Jack town Dylan you know Gracer, uh, also yeah, wow yeah i mean first of all he plays such a great little kid sidekick uh i'm, I'm you know and shazam shazam and I would love to see these two actors again do more collaborations. They're so great, um, but it just was. I just loved the the banter, and this film wasn't like didn't really play for really stupid jokes. It was very very wholesome entertainment, and um, I also do love. Uh, of course, we get uh, the the cast of the parents, uh, Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan, which yes. is just great. Like again, you know, playing up up that. But I do love again one of my favorite parts of this was the Italian culture and that they did have the good blend of English to um, Italian words. And they were the old Italian, you know, regional myths and the folklore, um, which I, I really, really adored that. It just really kind of, that's, I think what would blend it really good where it was, there's a little bit of technology, but this is set in kind of a very, a different time. Again, you have that mentality, you know, the people are, the old fishermen are set in their ways. We've got to hunt the sea monsters. Yeah. And, and the fantasy element that this town is all kind of based around being against sea monsters. And the whole time we're following this kid who is this cute, you know, like 13, 12 year old boy. And so we kind of get to know the sea monsters from their way of life. And it's like, oh, they're so mistaken because there's that misunderstanding. And how this film really does develop into how you know 
people accept one another, which is why, although it was not expressed within the film itself, a lot of people have taken this film to be somewhat of a connection to maybe someone, you know, uh, who has to hide who they are and then finally accepts who they are and comes out. Um, you know, a lot of people have seen this as maybe an allegory to um, someone who's homosexual or someone who, you know, is trans or someone who doesn't really know how to express themselves. But then in the end of the day, see, I am who I am. And that's beautiful. And again, also this being that time where like these boys, they're not, uh, you know, they get this friend of Julia who is a girl, but they don't see her as no, like they're a not, they're not lusty teenage boys no. at that point. They're again, they're just like, that's why, that's why I love the idea of is it, it's not, it's the pre-romantic time of a, a boy's life. Um, but again, it could, it could be transcendent to anyone, like you said. Um, and that's why I think it's great is the plot. It's not about uh, a romance or anything. It's the friendship and the connection. And it's, it's just, it's beautiful animation. The, the, the moments when the, two boys are out of water and the times where, you know, a jug of water slips and they get wet or, you know, it starts to rain or like anything where, you know, they fall into, um, you know, there's like the town fountain in the town center, any of those moments, it's so really enjoyable to see how they have to scurry and try to hide themselves. And there's, there's a lot of these funny side characters, like, um, you know, Julia's dad is kind of a really hilarious, stern fisherman. He's kind of reminds me of the dad from uh, Cloudy with the Chance of Cloudy Meatballs. Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> it's very like he has very thin eyes and a huge bushy mustache. But you can tell that although he's a little rough around the edges, he's got a heart of gold and he takes a liking to uh, one of the boys. It's kind of like a son figure. And there's this cat that is just hilarious. That with, he's is got like a mustache. <laughs> it's, he's definitely like a little... Uh, a little like uh, curious of like, you know, it keeps being like, I don't trust these two. There's something off about these two. It, it's just like a lot of fun character work. We get a great uh, somewhat, if you will, cameo of a uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is uncle Ugo, which is um, Luca's Luca's uncle, who is this, this disturbing, gross sea monster that is yeah. like, he lives like, in the he's dark like the depths creepy of the little ocean. angler fishes and you yeah. can see it's like like at one point you can see through his body yeah if you didn't watch at the end of the movie after the credits there was actually a little extra scene uh featuring uncle ugo because of course sasha be a master improviser just kept going and they they filmed a little thing for him but it just it's 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 like really entertaining the animation was beautiful it's a great message and i think just pixar once again nailed it out of the park and it's one of those where you're like oh i really hope you know they they made a conscious decision to pretty much keep this as a disney plus release and it's not one of the premier ones where you have to pay 30 bucks extra it is part of your subscription i know it released a little bit in some countries, some countries that don't have yeah, yeah, exactly. disney plus or like you know we have the el capitan theater here in la which is a big uh always plays disney movies but this one i feel like could have had a bigger market had it come out at a different time but, you know, they made the choices they did. But I kind of hope that maybe we would see, you know, a sequel or something in the works, Fun, you know. Funny thing you said that is um, Casa Rosa, the director, had expre has expressed interest in doing a sequel and making kind of a parent trap kind of style with uh, Luca and Julia trying to get um, uh, Massimo and his wife back together. Um, and it's, and I think they even talked about, we were laughing about Sasha Baron Cohen about having Uncle Hugo have his own like spinoff series, which if you have Sasha Baron Cohen and an animated, I mean, his work in Madagascar and any film he's done is, is beautiful. So 
um, that would be great. I would love to see them go back into this world because it was a, it was just a right amount that you wanted more. They didn't overstay their welcome. But again, Pixar has been really doing amazing work forever, but especially this last year. I mean, last year with Onward and, of course, Soul and now this, it's, it's just nice to see them, again, tap into different uh, themes, different styles of worlds and different time periods, but then what they've done with this to make the different allegories and the themes of everything, I think it's just very beautiful. But um, it definitely came out, uh, this film, at a, at a great time. Again, we're getting these really positive vibes. And, I, and look at us doing these reviews. We're getting to explore different cultures, <laughs> which uh, kind of worked out perfectly. And it's kind of an, it really is like a, a fitting summer film. You know, it feels like it's, it's, it is actually summer in this film. You know, there's a, there's a point in time when, uh, the school year is beginning at the end of the film. So you can tell that this also just fits in the summertime and being that, you know, they, they don't do a whole lot to explore the underwater world. I feel like that would be a big plot point. They could, uh, just, they could go into, um, you know, I, I remember that there's that beginning part. This isn't a spoiler, but early in the movie, there's a kind of a, um, you know, ancient looking, you know, sea map that has, you know, like, Oh, there used to be myths of sea monsters and, and sea serpents. I feel like, there's maybe bigger, darker fantasy elements, you know, like a possible prequel or, or something or I mean, spinoff or who knows? There's so yeah. much they could still build off of that. So I would love to see more. But yeah, overall, Luca, I thought I was the light. Uh, my girlfriend and I just loved it. We thought it was uh, beautiful. So my family and I, we thought it was beautiful as well. So um, if you haven't watched yet, it is streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, so go check out Luca, Disney and Pixar's latest film. And this was our other potential pick. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum and remember know, know your, your potential, potential.